Good morning, friends. Uh, welcome to those joining us physically, those joining uh, us for worship digitally, and um, want to offer a, a special welcome to our friends joining us from the Virginia Conference of the United Methodist Church. Um, here joining us today, we have uh, Reverend uh, Crystal Siegel, the, see if I can get this right without looking, the Associate Director for Calling Candidacy in the Center of Clergy Excellence. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Reverend, da Reverend David Vaughn, a member of the conference's Board of Ordained Ministry, and the Reverend Dr. Victor Gomez, the District Superintendent for the Shenandoah River District. Um, you'll be hearing more from them during the service, but um, if you're interested in getting to know them a little better or getting to know more about uh, candidacy and ordination in the United Methodist Church, I believe they have some free time after the service and would love nothing more than to talk to you as we prepare ourselves for everything that God has in store for us this morning. Now let's join in a deep breath in together. A deep breath out. And let's join together in our call to worship. You'll find it on the screens around you. Come, worship the one who places love above all else. Moses declared that God's law is rooted in right relationship. Jesus considered them both acumen and compassion. Micah warned that instead of sacrifices, God was after our hearts. The Pharisee inhaled and spoke his question. The scriptures outlined the requirements for discipleship a thousand times. Teacher, Yet even as Jesus answered in this moment, you would have to be told a thousand more times. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God of love, God of the law, we enter your temple like the Pharisee, guided more by ego and less by discipleship. We know that you require, but we shrink from what might change us. As we pray, praise, and proclaim, we bring our hearts, our souls, our minds. By your Spirit, we will leave ready to love the world as ourselves. Amen. I invite you to stand in body or spirit, however you feel more comfortable for our first hymn. You'll find it either on page 638 of the uh, purple hymnal or on the walls around
Friends, I invite you now to listen with me for the word of God. As we hear these words of Holy Scripture, first from the book of 1 Thessalonians, you yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you was not in vain. Though, but though we had already suffered and been shamefully mistreated at Philippi, as you know, we had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in spite of great opposition. For our appeal does not spring from deceit or impure motives or trickery, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the message of the gospel, even so we speak not to please mortals, but to please God, who tests our hearts. As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or with a pretext for greed, nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others, though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. And now these words from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, an expert in the law, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how is it then that David, by the Spirit, calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Amen. Okay. Ah, ta-da. Okay. So, um, Dr. Pitzel uh, was a, a psychotherapist who came up with the, the way of doing theology called bibliodrama. And I know that you folks at Eastern Mennonite are freewheeling and love to get involved in things. So, I'm going to invite everybody to come forward and come meet me up here in the front row. We don't have a lot of time, so quick like little bunnies. Go ahead, stand on up and come forward.
I'm not gonna hurt you, I promise. If all goes well, if all goes as it normally goes, you're gonna love it. But come on down. Get, get, yeah, get close. And um, I have a few of these, maybe not enough. Oh, no, no, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. You're gonna love it. You gotta trust me about this. Uh, maybe go ahead and pull up this passage on your phone. Matthew, what are we doing? 22, 30-something or other to 46. I got a couple of other pages here, and I think I got some in my purse. Um, but can you guys kind of look on together? Everybody looking on together. Great, great, great. You guys need one to kind of look? Can you look together? Can you look together? Pull it up on your phone if you don't have it. What's the, um, what's the signature? Aha, okay. This will be helpful too. Okay, cool. But I want you to look at it the way it's on the page for just a second. You see how I've laid it out there on the page? You see the big headings for the passage? Why would I, why would I lay it out on the page like that? Why would I put those big headers there? Say to me. So, we, so what? We don't have to search for it. That's part of it. The passage comes in what? A context, right? So when we're getting into this passage, you see everything that's coming before it, right? You see the big things that Jesus is, that, that, that the story is taking on that are put us now into this place at this time for this passage. So, right, triumphal en- entry into Jerusalem. Um, there's, some, uh, there's an argument in the temple, which this is part of where this is nestled. Right, and this is an argument between Jesus and the authorities, or also the Sadducees and the Pharisees, more appropriately. Right, so now here we have arrived at Matthew 22, 34 through 46. You ready? Okay, so we're going to read this passage one time together, just sort of round robin. We're not going to get to everyone, um, but we're going to start here with Dr. Ott. And will you read this first? Will you read the first um, verse? And then we're just going to travel this way. And so Emily and Brett and so on and so forth. And will you just read each verse as it comes to you on the page? When you look at the words on the page, are there words that float up off the page to you, that kind of grab you by the collar or kind of roll around in your ear? Words that are more significant than other words to you in this moment. You can use what's on the screen or you can use what's on the paper. Words that kind of start to vibrate or lift off. Commandment. Uh, Love. Hang. Hang. Law and lawyers. Other words. Greatest. Greatest. Other words. First. First. We're going to read this passage again on this side. Victor, would you start us, please? One verse at a time. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. 
teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and so again, are there words that maybe are more pronounced to you as you read it? Words that lift off the screen or the page, words that vibrate because they have resonance with you. Teacher. Gathered. Soul. Silenced. How many characters do you perceive in the passage? There's a couple of obvious ones. Jesus is one character. Who's another character? The expert in the law. The expert in the law, the Pharisee in this case. Other characters that we might assume, say? Neighbor. Neighbor, is character. Disciples. Disciples. Anyone else we might assume might be a character here? Neighbor. Neighbor. Other temple, Other temple goers. I would say the temple itself is a character. God. God. Okay, that's seven. Okay. Um, you, sir. Would you come and be my temple for a second? Would you come and be the temple? <laughs> You're going to be a great temple, I can tell. Is there one among you who would be the Pharisee? You can just stand right here. I think it's perfect. Is there one of you who would be the Pharisee? Don't make me come get you. Thank you for coming. Will you come here and be the Pharisee for us? Right here. You stand right here. Here's your mark. <laughs> you are in the temple. Here, yeah, you are, you are in the temple. Is one, would one of you be Jesus? This is a... Oh, yeah, okay, all right, okay. That's nice, okay, good. Okay. Who among you would be God? I know, right? We always get nervous. We always get twitchy when it comes to the, to the divine characters. And there's a reason for that, right? We think, oh, I'm not worthy. Or what will this mean for me if I step into that? What are the consequences of me trying that on for a second? But who among you would have some courage? Who would be God? Oh, it's, oh, come on. Oh, all right, okay, nice to meet you. Come on up. There we go. That's perfect. You just stand right there. That's great. Um, and we need some other temple goers. Maybe, maybe some of you who are seated here can stay seated. It's okay. But if I call on you, ask, answer as a temple goer. And then, um, who did we say? Disciples also, yes? I, I want a couple of disciples. Emily, would you, would you be willing to come and be a disciple? Thank you very much. And Brett, would you come with her and be a disciple? That's wonderful. Okay, so let's arrange our tableau just a little bit. Um, Pharisee and Jesus, maybe let's have you face each other. So maybe come down this way just a smidge and face. That's wonderful. And God, I want you to come on over here. And I want you to actually step up here on this step so we can see. That's wonderful. 
And disciples, I want you to come a little bit closer so that you can observe this exchange, but maybe cheat out a little bit so these folks can see your faces. That's wonderful. Emily, maybe step downstage just a smidge. Okay, so here we are. Temple. Could you, would you um, assume a posture that lets me know you're at the temple? Hold, hold. Look at this. Look at how beautiful. <laughs> Look at how beautiful the temple is. I'm gonna mimic I'm gonna mirror this pose for a moment. This is the temple. This is beautiful. So here we are. I want to let you let your arms come down for a little bit because I don't want you to get your arms to get tired. Perfect, but hold, hold here. That's wonderful. Temple, tell me, how was your day? In this setting, in this context, how was your day? Peaceful. What makes you peaceful, Temple? You woke up this morning. What else makes you peaceful, Temple, in this context, in this setting? You're free. You're free. Okay. Brothers and sisters, do we have times in our lives where we feel free and we feel peaceful? Do we? Yes, we do. Okay. Disciples, in this context, on this day, how are you feeling in this particular moment? Attentive. What makes you attentive, disciple? You want has yet he hasn't answered the question yet though. But you're wait you're wondering how it's all gonna shake out. Nervous. Nervous. What makes you nervous, disciple? If Jesus gets it wrong, what does that mean for me? Okay, so in our ministry context, do we ever worry about consequences? In our ministry context, we ever worry about that what someone else on my staff or my team or in my church or in my nonprofit or in my mission field, whatever they're going to do is going to impact me. Do we get nervous about those things? Jeff, maybe? All the time. All the time. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Jesus. How are you feeling today? You've already been in a couple of back and forths with the Sadducees. You have kind of you have silenced them, according to what we know. You have kind of you have put a, a stop to the argument with the Sadducees. But before this question gets asked, how are you feeling in this moment, in this place, in this context? Feel accepted. What makes you feel accepted? Um, I don't know. I think our little interactions with us like that just feels like a community. This feels like a community. We have a community in the temple. Okay. Okay. God, I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> that, that is what everyone says, right? Okay. So. Pharisee, will you assume a posture that lets me know the question you're going to ask? You have the scriptures. You have the scriptures. Okay. Hold. Hold. Pharisee, look at Jesus. Jesus, look at Pharisee. Hold. Hold. There we go. It's okay. We get, we get nervous with prolonged eye contact. We're not used to that in this culture. That's okay. But let's try it. Just hold. This is Jesus facing Pharisee. Disciples, where is your posture? How are you attend? How are you? Are you maybe lean into this conversation slightly? 
Oh, but one disciple's hanging back. We observe, right? We're observing, and in our right in our ministry context, right? We sometimes we have people who really want to get involved and want to be a part of things, right? And we also have people who who stay here on the fringe, on the outskirt. Pharisee, what's in your mind as you ask this question? Who is this Jesus really? Why does that matter to you, Pharisee? He claims to be a rabbi. He claims to, and you're a rabbi. That's right. So what's the feeling you might assign? Not thoughts, but feeling. You feel threatened by him. So in our context, in our mission field, in our nonprofit, in our seminary, do we ever feel threatened by those who come before us, by those who might be might have a word for us? I felt threatened last week. You ever feel threatened? Yes? Yeah. Ask the question. Yeah, you got it. Okay. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. Hold. Temple. Temple. What do you think about this exchange? What are some things you observe about this exchange? It got real. Yes. Other, other things you observe about this exchange? Probably some tension. Some tension. Some. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. It's a little. Any other things we observe about this exchange? Do we feel comfortable in this exchange? Or we feel uncomfortable in this exchange? You're nodding at uncomfortable. Will you say a little bit more? I don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes things happen in our context that we don't know what's going to happen. Jesus, in this moment when the Pharisee is is before you, how do you feel about the Pharisee? Um, I feel feel his anger. You feel his anger. Mm -hmm. And how does that make you feel? How can I diffuse the anger? Do we ever think that in our own context? <laughs> How can I diffuse the anger? God, I want to check in with you for a moment. <laughs> Would you assume a posture that lets me know that you're God? Would you try that? I like, okay. Um, temple goers, will you, will you emulate that with me? Will you reflect that with me? You just hold that for a minute. Just hold. Hold. One more breath to everybody. That's beautiful. Temple, you can release, but God, hold. No, no, not that temple. This, this temple. You're, <laughs> you're doing such a great job. You're doing such a great job. Okay, so God... When you observe this, what are some things that are running through your mind and through your heart, through your soul? I feel protected 
So God is holding all of this within God's width and breadth and span. And God has love, which is what the passage actually speaks to. God has love for all in this situation. God loves no matter who is trying to be a punk in this moment. God loves whoever's trying to diffuse in this moment. God loves those who are attentive, those who are nervous, those who have peace. On this, all of the law and all of the prophets hang. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And let's just give God some praise for this wonderful experience. As we continue to meditate and marinate in all that we have heard and seen and embodied, um, I invite you to keep your ears and your hearts open as we turn to our hymn of reflection. You'll find that either on page 571 in the Voices Together or on the walls around you. Um, this, is, this is a danceable tune, and feel free to let your, your heart, <laughs> if not your body, dance. Let's uh, stand in body or spirit as we feel like and sing together.
I invite you to main, remain standing as we pray the covenant prayer in the Wesleyan tradition. Let us pray together. We are no longer our own by yours. Put us to what you will, place us with whom you will, put us to doing, put us to waiting. Let us be put to work for you or set aside for you. Let us be praised for you or criticized for you. Let us be full, let us be empty, let us have all things or let us have nothing. We freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O wonderful and holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, you are your, ours, and we are yours, so be it. And the covenant which we made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen. One more hymn before we go our separate ways, friends. This one is, I think, if you're using the hymnal 722, and if you're not, it's right there. Now go forward into this day knowing that you serve a God that loves you. And this God asks that you love the world as yourself. Amen. <laughs>